Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. It's Friday, May 26, 3.04 p.m. If you're listening to the live broadcast, make that 3.05 p.m. Glad to have you with us today. My name's Jared Baldwin. I'm the host of Live Till 5. This is episode 217. Been on the air for over four years, every Friday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. live. You can always catch us on The Rebound Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m., or download the podcast through our website, khmg.org. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, KHMG, right here in the lovely Barragata Guam. As I stare out the window of our studio headquarters here, I see a few Harvest Ministries staff members walking about, but no students, no car line, no sports practices, no traffic, no crossing guards. That is because school is out and the student body of Harvest Christian Academy is off for the summer. And uh, they are already enjoying their summer break. Our staff today, we had a few sad goodbyes and a nice little steak lunch together. People are working on their classrooms and their areas of responsibility to get them ready for the summertime. Harvest doesn't really shut down, hardly slows down for the summer, just changes emphasis a little bit. Our church is still running strong all summer, but our college shuts down for the summer for the most part, although some of the students stay here to work and help with ministry. Our school changes over to cool school. We'll say a little bit more about that in the second hour of the program. We have some specialty camps and different things like that. And uh, the radio station is still 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming for over 21 years. That's summertime, wintertime, autumn, spring, Independence Day, vernal equinox, Bonza, Butler Day. It doesn't matter. The radio station is just consistently always broadcasting, except for when we're not because of technical difficulties or something like that. But So all the different aspects of this ministry still have some active role in the summertime, but it does change a little bit for some of our folks here. And so we are uh, glad for it. And we like the variety at Harvest Ministries. 3.07 p.m. on Friday, May 26th. Again, if you ever miss the show, you can tune in Saturdays, noon to 2, or Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m., and by doing that, you can catch the the full broadcast, rebroadcast of the two-hour live program in a rebroadcast format during those two two-hour slots. So we do that on purpose because many people can't listen wall-to-wall. Now, you might be listening to us on the radio, 88.1 FM, in beautiful stereo sound. You might be listening online through our website, khmg.org. There's a link there. You can listen to our live streaming, or you can download podcasts of this show and many other excellent shows that we produce here at Harvest Family Radio, including but not limited to Building Great Leaders with Dr. Les Olala, Living Redemptively with Dr. Doug McLaughlin, 
Harvest Time, um, Harvest Echoes, uh, and a few other programs that maybe we'll try and mention throughout the show today, but glad to have you with us. I know we have a few young listeners. Last week I mentioned their names, but I don't know if they got to hear that. I think I said Judah and Devin listen faithfully. And then we have a lot of adult listeners, not so young, but they submit content for us for the show. And I'm going to be using some of the listener-submitted content later on. You know, it's funny. I have people asking me sometimes days in advance, what's your topic going to be for Friday? And I must say that I hold out until the last day, so I have the freshest amount of inspiration. Now, I do collect stories throughout the week for Stranger Than Fiction and things like that, and every once in a while there's an obvious tie-in. If there's a holiday like this weekend, we're going to be observing Memorial Day, and I'll talk a little bit about that. Sometimes there are just obvious connections, like today I'm going to be talking, our, our topic of the day is really summer travel, and we're going to have a few interesting little rabbit trails that come off of that topic. And sometimes it's really just a random topic that came up because of one interesting story. So, now, it is the month of May still. It's May 26th, and next week we'll be into June. But for May 26th, the month of May, it is National Salsa Month and National Salad Month. Now, I don't know if it's National Salsa like the dance or National Salsa like the the uh, tomato-based uh, delicacy that you put on top of your tacos. Maybe you could celebrate it by doing a little salsa dance. I'm not sure. National Service Eye Dog Service Dog Eye Examination Month. So it's a Service Dog Eye Examination Month. There you go. Smile Month. Strawberry Month. Stroke Awareness. Sweet Vidalia Onion. Ooh. Teen Pregnancy Prevention. Uh, let's see. Vinegar. Youth Traffic Safety. Older Americans. I said older Americans. Yes. Uh, history awareness. Prepare tomorrow's parents. Revise your work schedule. Spiritual literacy. Strike out strokes. Teen CEO. Tennis. Tourette syndrome. Trauma awareness. Ultraviolet awareness. Women's health care. And young achievers or leaders of tomorrow month. All those are May observances. And in this last week of May, there are a number of things that that are going on, including today the America's Cup or the Louis Vuitton Cup starts today, May 26th. And I'll be talking about Louis Vuitton in just a little bit, actually. Uh, tomorrow is the end of the Emergency Medical Services Week, EMS Week. It's also the end of Healthy and Safe Swimming Week. Yesterday, Mud Bug Madness Day, whatever that is. Started yesterday. We're in the middle of National Backyard Games Week. We're at the end of National Bike Week. And there are a number of other observances. National Frozen Yogurt Week starts on Sunday. We have, uh, let's see here, what else? National Polka Weekend is this weekend. Polka, polka, polka. Yep. National Safe Boating Week ends today. I mean, you should have boating safety all the time, but National Boating Safety Week is ending. National Tire Safety Week begins on Sunday. And a number of other observances. So there, there are a lot of different things that are observed. But for today, being May 26th, what, what do we have here? Well, Don't Friday, 
National Cherry Dessert Day. I can get into this. Many of you who know me well know that cherry dump cake, you know, it's like cherry pie filling. It's kind of like a cobbler, but it's it's got its own unique recipe here. This is a Baptist church potluck recipe. Very famous. Uh, it's cherry pie filling. And then on top, you take a yellow cake mix. You can use a white cake mix, but traditionally yellow cake mix, and you pour it in powder form right on top of the cherry pie filling in a 9 by 12 glass pan that's been lightly greased. And you pour that yellow cake mix evenly across the top. Then you put pats of butter, as many as you can fit on there, really. At least, you know, maybe one whole stick sliced up into little pats, evenly distributed. And then you can sprinkle coconut and pecans on top. In the cherry pie filling, you could mix in uh, pineapple. Crushed pineapple is very popular, but don't leave the liquid in there because it gets too soggy. It becomes more like a cherry dumpling type dessert. You bake it at 325 for about 25 minutes until that butter cooks into that cake mix, and then the cake soaks up a little bit of the, the moisture from the cherry pie, and oh boy, it's really good. Anyway, I said all that because today is National Cherry Dessert Day, and it just got me distracted. Uh, National Heat Safety Awareness Day, Title Track Day, Wig Out Day, and uh, uh, World Lindy Hop Day. Tomorrow, International Jazz Day, Jefferson Davis's birthday. Uh, let's see, Grape Popsicle Day. You know, I don't really care for grape things, grape popsicles. Doesn't even sound interesting to me at all. Maybe if I was really, really like just dying of heat stroke or something, maybe I'd have a great popsicle. But I digress. National Heritage Breeds Day. Sunday, uh, let's see, the Indianapolis 500 starts Sunday. Gonna be a nice warm day for that. National Brisket Day, I can get into that. The Slugs Return from Capistrano, okay. And Whooping Crane Day. And then uh, Monday, Composting Day and United Nations Peacekeepers Day and Memorial Day. Tuesday, Ice Cream Freezer Day. Hug Your Cat Day and Mint Julep Day. And then uh, Wednesday, the 31st, National Macaroon Day. Not macaron, but macaroon, like the coconut cookie. Really tasty. Senior Health and Fitness Day, Save Your Hearing Day, and uh, World No Tobacco Day. Those are all the May observances. So there's a lot going on in the month of May. And uh, you know what? We're going to take a short break. So I'd like to invite you to stick around because we have a full two hours today. We're going to have some special guests in the studio today. We're going to really enjoy talking about all different things, summer related, and summer travel related, and some random things. I'll introduce you to who Louis Vuitton really was and what's the significance to our topic of the day. We have Sebastian here. Chris is here. We're going to have a nagging guest with us today. It's not the nagging guest that you're used to, but is a nagging guest, and you will enjoy that part of the show as well. Stranger Than Fiction, What's In My Coffee, Canned Edition, and Bottled Edition today. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So stick around. A little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is 3.16 p.m. on Friday, May 26th. If you're listening to the live broadcast, stick around for more Live Till 5 after this short break.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. 3.20 p.m. on Friday, May 26th. Summer is upon us. The days are getting longer in regards to the amount of daylight. But the days are getting shorter in regards to stress if you are a school teacher. Because school is over and we are in summer mode at Harvest Ministries. We're not shutting down. Oftentimes we describe it as flying a plane and normally we fly at 50,000 feet and in the summertime we drop to a cruising altitude of 35,000 feet. Some people stay at 50,000 feet. Some people drop all the way down and land the plane for the summer, but for most of us, we do drop the altitude just a little bit. But speaking of people that do not lower the altitude of their plane at all would be the staff, the faithful engineers and talent at KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, myself excluded, of course. You can see all the things they do here at khmg.org. Go to their website. You can listen live. You can download podcasts. You can contact them through that. Their SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, RSS, all those things are available through khmg.org. And you can download podcasts of this show, and you can listen to it at your leisure in its entirety. You can also go to Facebook. We have a Facebook presence. We'd love to hear from you every week. Seems like we get new likes on there, people following us, leaving us comments, private messages. You can go to Facebook, look for Harvest Family Radio and Guam, of course, and you will find Harvest Family Radio on Facebook. Make sure you like us, leave us a nice comment, send us a private message if you have any constructive criticism, some ideas for this show or for other things that maybe we could do to make this ministry even more of a blessing. We get a lot of good feedback. We get some good constructive feedback. And uh, we do want to make this ministry a blessing to you. We've been doing this for a long time. I mean, a long time, 21 years. Not many organizations, industries make it 21 years doing the same thing they started out to do. 21 years is a long life cycle. And KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, is still going strong. And we hope to go for a very long time into the future and being a blessing to you and uh, other people who are tuning in, whether they're on Guam or all around the world. We really prize our opportunity, and we really put a high value on our ministry here at KHMG, Harvest Family Radio. This show, Live Till 5, have been doing this for 217 episodes and it is intended to inform you and to entertain you and to educate you and to edify you, a little bit of everything. And so we want it to be an encouragement, an alternative for you on a Friday afternoon as you're driving about, maybe Saturday or Sunday, you're running errands, you're coming home from church, maybe you're sitting at your desk listening to the radio or you have it playing on the speaker at work. Hey, we're glad to have you as part of our listening audience. You could be young like Judah or Devin or you could be not so young, like Pastor Don, for example, but uh, you might be tuning in just to have that little refreshing, ah, what a nice alternative. We're glad to provide that for you. There's a lot of stuff going out over the airwaves, but not a lot of it 
is encouraging. Some of it really can kind of tear you down as a Christian. So we want to make sure we're offering things that are going to help build you up uh, in your Christian walk and in your life in general. And a little opportunity to kind of let your hair down. This isn't a real heavy show. Most of the time we talk about kind of lighter weight things and just have fun. And we talk about a variety of things. Sometimes they seem random. Usually there's some connection in my mind, but we do like to have a variety of things, because a lot of people, they can only listen for a couple minutes at a time. We want it to be very interesting for them for that few minutes that they are listening. Now, I do want to move into one of my favorite segments. It is called The Buck Stops Here. Words of wisdom from the desks and walls of many a successful American, including but not limited to scholars, theologians, politicians, statesmen, and barons of industry. Today, this this gentleman, this leader, actually had a little bit of an impact on my life, if not indirectly. He was the 13th Secretary of Defense under President Gerald Ford from 1975 to 1977. 21st Secretary of Defense under President George W. Bush, 2001 to 2006. Donald Rumsfeld, both the youngest, 43 years old, and the oldest, 74 years old, person who have held that position, as well as the only person who have held the position for two non-consecutive terms, and the second longest serving behind Robert McNamara. He was White House Chief of Staff during part of the Ford administration, also served in various positions in the Nixon administration. In an unprecedented move in modern U.S. history, eight retired generals and admirals called for Rumsfeld to resign in early 2006 in what was called the General's Revolt, accusing him of abysmal military planning and lack of strategic competence. The words on his desk originated from Teddy Roosevelt. He said this, Remember, he's Secretary of Defense twice. Aggressive fighting for the right is the noblest sport the world affords. And that's the plaque that was on Donald Rumsfeld's desk. And he was... He was the Secretary of Defense. And that made a big impact on many Americans' lives during critical times in U.S. history, recent history. And that's what we call the buck stops here. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm a Donald Rumsfeld fan. I don't think I know enough about him to be able to say whether or not he was the best or the worst. But it is interesting to see what motivates him. That phrase by Teddy Roosevelt, that little quote he kept on his desk while he's Secretary of Defense. Very interesting. What we also find interesting sometimes are turns of phrase, figures of speech, colloquialisms, similes, metaphors, little phrases that we say that have a meaning implied, but sometimes not obvious if it's the first time you've heard it. Also, there might be a history to the meaning. You might understand what it means, but you might not understand where it came from. We have a number of people whose first language, the language in their heart, the language they dream in, is not necessarily English. And so for those people, they hear some of these phrases and they might not know exactly where they came from. So we like to explain a few of them here on the air 
for you on Harvest Family Radio's Live Till 5. So let me share a few of those with you right now. A rotten apple spoils the barrel. Benjamin Franklin included this saying in his Poor Richard's Almanac in 1736, but it goes all the way back to the mid-1500s. It is true if you allow one apple in a barrel to rot, it may rot the other apples. Rottenness sometimes spreads. This thought has been transferred to people. One dishonest individual in a group can sometimes corrupt others. Rotten apples spoil the barrel. You hear someone, they say, oh, they're a rotten apple. Yep, that's what they're talking about. Round peg in a square hole, or a square peg in a round hole. They, some people say it the other way around. Familiar saying has been used since at least 1800 to describe people that just don't fit the situation they're in. They don't have the skills or the knowledge or maybe the temperament. Round peg, square hole, it's a person whose abilities, character, personality are not suited for his or her position. To rub elbows with someone, that's kind of a funny, you know, if you didn't know English very well and someone said, hey, did you rub elbows with that person? And then what, in that little thought bubble that's above their head, they picture themselves sticking their elbows out, rubbing against someone else's elbows? Yeah. Well, in England, people say rub shoulders, but since about the middle 1800s, Americans say rub elbows. No matter, because if you're close enough to anyone to, for your elbows or shoulders to touch, you're pretty close. So to rub elbows with someone means to be in the same place with them and to associate with them. How about this? Rub the wrong way. Since the mid-1800s, people have been using this idiom to express the act of really irritating someone with something you said or did. This phrase may have originated from cleaning or prepping, preparing wood or making the mistake of going across its grain. Rubbing it the wrong way would make it rough and streaked. It, the related idiom would be go against the grain. It means to annoy or irritate someone, to rub them the wrong way. Rule with an iron hand. An iron hand is, you know, this, this strict, stern, harsh term, right, to rule with an iron hand. The origin is and that iron is hard, unyielding, unbending. Robots, not people, are made of iron, but tough people who withstand all sorts of punishment, like a prize fighter who gets pounded by his opponent and doesn't fall down, sometimes said to be made of iron. Today, we say that anyone who rules a family, a school, a company, even a whole country with an iron hand does so with stern uh, denomination and absolute firmness. Tyrants and dictators are sometimes described this way, but it is always bad to, is it always bad to rule with an iron hand? Sometimes it's necessary. It might be essential for a principal to rule a rowdy school or a warden to rule a disorderly person with an iron hand. The expression dates back to a sentence in a 1526 English translation of the New Testament from the Bible, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. Uh, rod of iron became iron hand in the modern English. Interesting. Run circles around someone. In the late 1800s, the writer who made up the saying may have imagined two runners. One was so fast he could actually run circles or rings around the slower competitor. If today, if you can run rings around them or run circles around them, you're much better than they are at a certain skill. That's run circles someone around someone. Run off the mouth. Run off at the mouth. It is a colorful modern African-American expression. It calls to mind one definition of the verb to run that relates to water, to flow quickly. Imagine a flood of words gushing rapidly out of someone's mouth. And you get the idea. 
It means to talk too much, to talk nonstop. So let me give you a list in quick succession of action verb idioms. Most people want action-packed lives from splitting hairs to a humongous hitting of the jackpot. Many idioms contain the names of action verbs. Some action verb idioms are beat around the bush, beat the band, carry the ball, climb the walls, drive a hard bargain, drive you up the wall, hit the books, hit the ceiling, hit the bay, hit the jackpot, hit the nail right on the head, hit the road, hit the roof, hit the spot, jump off the deep end, jump on the bandwagon, jump the gun, kick the bucket, kick up a fuss, play both ends against the middle, play fast and loose, play second fiddle, play the field, and play with fire, Pull a fast one, pull no punches, pull out all the stops, pull strings, pull the rug out from under you, pull up stakes, pull yourself together, raise cane, raise the devil, raise the roof, run circles around someone, saw logs, scratch the surface, sling hash, strike a happy medium, strike while the iron is hot, throw a curve, throw a monkey wrench into the works, throw caution to the wind, throw cold water on something, throw in the towel, and throw the baby out with the bathwater. Those are all action verb idioms, and that is our idiom game, and we do this every week, a little homage to idioms, from the Dictionary of Idioms by Marvin Turban. This is a book that was provided to us by PC, one of our faithful listeners, and an idiom lover herself, also a school teacher for many years, and uh, she wanted to contribute to the show. Now, we have listener-submitted content She has submitted the most content of anyone because she gave me this 250-page book that, of course, is a a big help to us every week. So I really appreciate that, PC. Thank you for providing that for us. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we might have another nagging guest with us, a little This Day in History, What's in My Coffee, etc., etc. So stick around. This is Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is Friday, May 26th, 3.34 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. Stick around for this short break and then more Live Till 5. with a little more Live Till 5. Join the studio now. I just mentioned his, his dad a few minutes ago, Don Eckert, as one of the, you know, if we have a spectrum of age of listeners, towards the young end would be Judah and Devin and those guys, and then towards the other end of the spectrum, so to speak, would be Don Eckert. And somewhere in the middle would be people of the similar age and stage of life as uh, Kyle Eckert, Kyle, welcome to Live Till 5. Hey, thanks for having me. Congratulations, by the way, in your part in the uh, volleyball 
championship as far as your influence on those kids. You've been helping with the volleyball program here for years, right? Yes, yeah, since I uh, arrived. I wasn't uh, one of the official coaches this year, but these were the guys, the seniors, these were the guys my first uh, middle school team. Oh, yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I knew once once I had them in middle school, I knew there was something special about that class. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Well, and uh, that's you actually played also for the Harvest uh, volleyball team when you were in high school, right? Yes, me and uh, Brandon Pegarito, who's oh, wow. one of the current coaches. We were on the, the trailblazing uh, team for oh, the double yeah. IAAG. We, we got destroyed. But, <laughs> but, you know, we were, there to, we were there to play, to learn to love the game. And uh, we knew that we were starting something. You know, you have to start somewhere. It was the same way when we, uh, when we had our soccer yeah. program. Yep. That, was, oh, that yeah. was a rough start, too, but we knew there was something special uh, yep. when we started it. Yeah, well, it's neat that it's continued on to this point. Now, we are, have been joined in studio also by a nagging guest. It's not the nagging guest, <laughs> but um, she was willing to get out of the office and kind of break up the, the craziness of her day to come up here and be one of our wing people. And so, uh, Lindsay Nangas, welcome to I'm Live here. Till 5. Thank you. Yes, very good. Oh, Chris, that new microphone sounds great, by the way. Oh, do I have the new microphone? Yes, the you new have the new microphone. microphone. Oh, yes. crystal clear. Crystal clear. <laughs> can't even hear Chris. it. So, yeah. I shouldn't have told, I should have said it was Lawrence and then let her voice come on. And people thought, <laughs> Something's wrong with that microphone. So, now, uh, we are going to do two different things. We're going uh, to have Kyle talk about something that I don't know much about. And while Kyle is talking about this, the rest of us are going to be sipping on our drinks for What's in My Coffee, and then we're going to do the, do the What's in My Coffee uh, segment a little later. But we're going to go ahead and take our drinks right now. So, Sebastian, you can hand those out. Wow, Kyle, um, I go to this one coffee shop on Guam, uh, and they have on the door a Bitcoin uh, logo, mm-hmm. Brood Awakenings. Brood Awakenings. They, you know, yeah. they accept Bitcoin. So, first off, why don't you explain to our listeners, what in the world is Bitcoin? So, Bitcoin is a digital decentralized uh, currency. Uh, It is not something that you can hold or not something that you can keep in your physical wallet. But it's, uh, I I mean, it's basically in the internet. You know, it's totally... So, it's a virtual currency? Virtual currency. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, it's... uh, it's really uh, when I first heard about it, you know, I uh, I was I was thinking like this is a pretty big uh, it, it's a game changer when you think about uh, how currency is because uh, right now all of our not all but a lot of our online uh, currency exchanges or uh, purchases online purchases are done through what what would you use. Uh, well, I'd use either my credit card or PayPal. Yeah, credit card or PayPal. And with the credit card, what's attached to that credit card is also your information, your bank, basically. And and that way, uh, people with uh, devious uh, concepts in mind, they mm-hmm. can take your money and you know use it for however they want. So it's uh, credit cards are really when you think through it credit cards were not really made for the digital age Mm. uh, because they are so vulnerable paypal uh whenever you transfer money especially when it comes to business stuff you're also charged a few 
I think it's like a certain percentage plus yeah. a few cents. Mm -hmm. uh, and depending on which cryptocurrency you're using, which Bitcoin is considered one of those things, a cryptocurrency, uh, you really don't have to pay that much. Uh, when, uh, when Bitcoin was kind of in its first big leap, you were talking about 0 0.003 cents for a uh, for a transfer between two Bitcoin wallets. It's hmm. about 2.9% yeah. for the credit card transfers yeah. for the most yeah. part. And as of right now, Bitcoin is kind of in one of those, uh, uh, like, I would say it's kind of like in its teenage years trying to find out what exactly mm -hmm. it is, you know, what it wants to do. So right now the transfer fees are higher than usual. But if you're spending something like 50 bucks, it's not a big deal at all. So it's like sometimes uh, with a bigger transfer it'll be something like a dollar 30 to transfer it all together. But uh, there was like behind the scenes, there's like this big geek war that was happening that not many people are aware of. And that has recently kind of like been settled. I just so saw something. Um, the uh, Bitcoin is, I believe, a publicly traded company and they have their stock. It's ironic that you can buy bit, you know, you can buy a cryptocurrency stock with actual real money. But the, their stock has uh, doubled in recent years. Uh, I think they've made a number of people very wealthy that invested in Bitcoin early. I thought well, I, I thought uh, I saw it was is way up there. Bitcoin isn't actually a public traded company. It, you can find it on the stock market uh, because it's shown as a currency itself, oh, just okay. like how Japanese oh, okay. yen. All right, gotcha. Yeah. More like a, a currency exchange. Yes, exactly. Got so, it. So okay. uh, you would see it on the stock market. See the. Uh, value of it rise and fall like most. A, the forex exchange or whatever the foreign exchange mm -hmm. yeah. exactly so mm -hmm. so you have uh bitcoin the previous like uh the previous high for bitcoin was something like uh twelve hundred dollars per bitcoin yeah, right right and as of right now i think it's at twenty four hundred yes and the previous high that was like i think uh i, I can't remember i think it was like 2011 or 2012 so right now, this is like the time for Bitcoin it has broken all of its own like previous boundaries, and it's just kind of going sky high right now. So Bitcoin would be in the uh, financial world and in the online purchasing world, kind of a, a following the, a similar success story as Uber in the transportation. As far as it was an innovative idea, if you would have said 15 years ago, oh, someday people are going to be using currency that doesn't actually exist it's all just online currency mm -hmm. um they would have thought you were talking about some kind of video game where you you earn this monopoly money type yeah. thing but this is actually a currency it just doesn't have a paper or a coin yeah. factor to it exactly it's not something that you can actually hold on to your hold in your hand i mean you can have what's called a bitcoin wallet on your phone like i do mm -hmm. uh and that's something that you can use uh you know and just like any other wallet you want to keep it safe so you put like a passcode or something on it and uh the one that i have specifically it's called jacks j-a-x-x -X, and uh it like in order to send money you have to have the passcode mm. so you know, if someone steals your wallet, they right? can't send all your Bitcoin yeah. to their own wallet. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine like if someone steals like your physical you know, wallet with all the bills and everything in order to use it, they've got to like figure out a secret passcode to send even one dollar away. Hmm. So same thing. Yeah, they have to have that passcode. Now, if someone steals my phone, that's the only thing right now. Let's say that has that wallet 
on it, I can get a new phone and it gave me a secret passcode that only I have like 12 words. So mm -hmm. I can go on any other device, download that same wallet app, put in those 12 words and restore my wallet to that device. Hmm. So, you know, they can steal my phone, but unless they know that code, you know, it's not going to work. And then I can just kind of restore it wherever I want. So, so even if they steal it, I can just get it right back. So it has a, a seemingly higher level of security than just mm -hmm. using your regular credit card online. The uh, question I guess I have, Kylan, I, I'm not sure if you know this, but so does so if, if I have U.S. dollars and I go to the bank and I'm going to Japan, I'll mm -hmm. exchange it for yen. Mm -hmm. If I have U.S. dollars and I want to go to the Internet and purchase something, well, I could buy it with U.S. dollars, but I have to use my credit card, which mm -hmm. exposes me to security issues. I could buy Bitcoin mm -hmm. and use that. Mm -hmm. What if I'm from another country, so I use another currency? Do I have to convert into the American dollar first mm -hmm. and then into Bitcoin? Or can other are other countries... Um, adopting Bitcoin as well. Oh, yeah. Countries all over the world are adopting it. China is actually one of the biggest uh, uh, Bitcoin users, as much as their government actually doesn't like it because uh, people are taking their Bitcoin and sending it off somewhere else mm. so that they don't have to pay money for it. Uh, but the, uh, the entire world is basically getting around uh, to using Bitcoin. One kind of really good story that I heard was uh, the country of Venezuela is really in shambles right now because you know the communist government mm -hmm. really kind of took over and then it went it went down pretty fast and the the state's money was in hyperinflation uh, they even got rid of their old bolivar and they made a new one called the strong bolivar right in order to kind of deal with the inflation but even that got hyperinflated so what people were doing is uh, relatives in the states would send Bitcoin to their family in uh, Venezuela because their, their paper currency was worth nothing now. Mm -hmm. It was basically they were using it you know, as toilet paper mm -hmm. sometimes. And so <laughs> they, were, uh, they, were they would send the, the Bitcoin across. And, you know, the government wasn't able to track it or anything. So then they would have a currency and then they would have a market. Uh, they would have to use the black market, but they would trade each other Bitcoin in order to pay mm. for things because they finally had a currency that wasn't hyperinflating. Whereas if they would have done PayPal, they still would have had to convert it into their local currency, which mm -hmm. then they would still exactly. be interesting. Exactly. This is this is very interesting. I, I could see the application of this going to... Mm -hmm where eventually you choose which currency you want to use. Do you want to use your paper currency, your mm -hmm. uh, change? Do you want to use Bitcoin uh, at the store? At, yeah. You know, eventually will churches uh, receive their tithes and offerings in Bitcoin? <laughs> you know, people will be able to scan, like the offering plate has a little scanner and you can swipe your... Uh, Swipe your app across it, so yeah, be very uh, interesting. Yeah, one of the ways that you send Bitcoin, if I wanted to send it to Chris, uh, what I could do is I have a wallet on my phone. Let's say he has a wallet on his phone, and uh, I send or I look at uh, his phone and I scan a QR code mm. on his, and then boom, instantly sends. Now the way that it works, uh, or it kind of gets a little technical. But the reason why Bitcoin is so secure is because you have what's called the blockchain or it's like a public ledger. And that's a really important key to it where basically it's a public ledger. No one can forge it. 
and once uh, it's put in the ledger, it's set. So you can't double spend, hmm. right? So you send it, it's put in the ledger. It's, yeah. It's so done. there's no delay where, there, you know how people float checks, they'll, they'll give a check someplace, mm-hmm. they'll give a check somewhere else, and it hasn't quite hit the account yet, and they're able to... F- there's no yes. floating. It is yeah. it's instantaneous. It's put, it's put, like when you push it out, it's uh, put in, I think it's called like an escrow or something like that, where it's held until it gets confirmed mm. and then Interesting. it's released. Wow. Yeah. Well, Kyle, you just yeah. you just helped me fulfill one of the parts that I've been maybe falling down on uh, with this show, which is the educational aspect of the show. Because <laughs> we have the entertainment down. I mean, oh, yeah. they, we are, we're good <laughs> at that. But the education side, and I've been very curious about Bitcoin, so I'm glad you, uh, you offered to do that. Maybe you'll have to... Keep, you know, even though I know uh, you're not going to be teaching at Harvest next year, maybe mm-hmm. keep coming by with some new uh, high tech, you know, right. high tech, <laughs> Mac tech uh, stuff and, and uh, run some stuff by us. So I appreciate that. That was really, really very helpful. And for our listeners, we don't accept Bitcoin as donations here yet, <laughs> but I'm sure if you had something you wanted to give us, we would figure out a way to convert it yeah. uh, into the currency that. Uh, we do accept Bitto Honey, though. Bit if of you want to bring that to <laughs> us. <laughs> Ooh, we yes, will accept a honey. that. Boy, we accept payment. That was 1980s honey. candy. I loved a bit of honey. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Well, you know what? It, it's a good time for right now is to recognize that this segment's brought to us by the Hub Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering in endless varieties of coffees, teas, baked goods, Christian music, books, gifts, including a very small selection of Yankee candles. Like we're down to two, I think. Smaller than, than. Uh, Mackinac Island. I like it a lot. And you like Mackinac Island, by the way, there, Lindsay? I do. That's a neat place. That's where I got engaged. Oh. Well, this is a very sentimental (laughs) segment then. That's great. Well, and that's why we have Lindsay on the show, because she adds some, you know, gender diversity to our show. I appreciate that. And Okay, so now... uh, Sebastian, you need to explain this, because usually we get drinks from The Hub. Yes, explain do. what we're doing different today. Well, uh, The Hub was just not available today, so I had to run out and grab some drinks. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I went to the farthest store I could, and I went to the most exotic locations, and I found some of the most mm. amazing drinks yes. at those locations. <laughs> All right. Well, and these this this does throw us for a loop, because this is a What's My Coffee canned and bottled edition. We... You can't really see what's in. I mean, you can look through the portal at the They're top. Covered I guess. in hundreds of dollars worth of uh, <laughs> worth yeah. of orange paper. paper. Orange yes. paper. And, just, yeah. This is very expensive paper. Mine. I'll go first. I have a can. Mine's a long, slender can, probably twelve ounces here. The the fluid inside of it is a milky pink color. And um, let me take a sip for our listeners' uh, pleasure. Ah. <sighs> I don't know if it is my listeners' pleasure. That's for or not, the listeners' pleasure. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> right. You know what it tastes like? It tastes like the cereal left in the bowl after the fruity pebbles. You mean the milk Ooh. left? In yeah, the, the Muriel. Yes, yes, the, yes, yes, the, the, the milk <laughs> in the cereal bowl after I ate Muriel. all the fruity pebbles, and I have like you know like ten ounces of uh, pink milk in there. That's what it tastes like. That, fruity pebbles milk. That's, really that's good. exactly what it tastes. I love like. that taste. Yes, I know. It's like sugar milk. It's, it's yeah, great. Amazing. It's great. Yeah, it's a, it's um, diabetes in a can is what it tastes like to me. Very sweet. If you like sweet, milky drinks, I got a feeling it's some kind of milk tea or a strawberry milk type drink. So we'll mm. get the big reveal here in a second. Yes. Lindsay, <clears throat> what's yeah. yours taste like? Mine tastes like a liquid gummy bear. Ooh. <laughs> gummy bear. It does. It's sweet. 
and red. Yes. And it just is, it's good. All right. Yeah. Good. Okay. All right. And uh, Kyle, what does yours taste like? Mine tastes, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it when you guys. Uh, well, I mean, we're my, professionals. Mine it's is, okay. Just mine, do your best. It's fine. Mine is a very soft, smooth taste uh, with a tinge of fruit kind of mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. At the very end, a little after. Nice. Got a little hint of fruit. It's yeah. like. You you start off with what was the first taste you said? Like it was, it was very soft, like soft, not it wasn't very taste. aggressive. It was just like here it's I am. It's a passive. It's kind <laughs> of a passive aggressive fruit. Yeah. It said, it said <laughs> here <laughs> I am. It said, here I am drinking. Yeah. Okay, all right. Now Sebastian Priority knows what he's drinking, but what does it taste but like? You know what? Um, you ever have those where you have like an overabundance of certain drinks that no one ever wants to drink because you know they're just a little bit mm-hmm. they're not your normal or they're the healthier drinks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, like the diet Lipton yes. tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel, it tastes like that, actually. It okay. tastes just like okay. that. <laughs> I, I, and uh, so I, I, it's kind of like a lighter tea. I feel like I'm healthy drinking it. But Is it sweet? I, a diet sweet. So Ooh, okay. I don't know okay. if I like citrusy it Citrusy <laughs> sweet? Um, not too citrusy. Okay. Just, All right. Yeah, just healthy, abundance, overload. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. And Chris, <laughs> yours is the same shape bottle as Kyle and mm. Sebastian's. Was it taste Right. Like? This is a milk tea of some sort. Uh-huh. It's a tea drink, but it's it's got that uh that cloudiness to it. Mm-hmm. And mm. there's also cloudiness. A, yeah. It was clear when I bought it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that oh does not boy. Sound yeah, that's so appetizing. We don't sell these in the hub by the way. No. <laughs> and uh it has a little fruit flavor to it as well but i can't identify the fruit flavor okay the said fruit flavor all right okay so sebastian what's the big reveal what are we drinking all right well i actually ripped off the uh, low titles on the drinks because they bled through the paper so um number one is me and you have the dragon fruit vitamin water oh yeah vitamin water there you go gummy bears i kind of like liquid gummy bear Better. That sound that sounds it's very sweet. tasty. Ah. Yeah, dragon fruit. <laughs> that is great. Fruit. Now number two, number two. I'm that's Assam milk tea. That's Ooh. all it is. That's, that's all it is. Pure hey, and simple. That's that's a local favorite. I, mm-hmm. I like it too. Um, number three. That's me. Are you ready for this? Yes. Taro milk drink. Ooh. Really? Yep. Taro is that, milk drink. I think it's drink. actually on the can. Yeah. If you want to peel that back, so but does it have real pebbles. taro or real milk in it? Is is one of the many questions I have. Taro Whoa, I've never seen this. You got this at the local market? Uh, oh, the exotic market local was, market. Yeah, yeah, the exotic <laughs> local market that is <laughs> like a hundred feet away from campus. I've got a question. <laughs> if if you tore off all the labels, why did we cover it in from orange? Taiwan? Because. I didn't want you to see the the content inside. It says <laughs> mine says sixteen percent, but it's all in Chinese, so I don't know what sixteen percent of. Wow! I don't okay. read that's the ingredients: secret. water, sugar, milk powder, and mirror taro seed something. Okay, interesting. Yeah, interesting. I hope you like it. Wow! I actually wanted to try that one, but I already knew what it was because it was canned. Yeah, I was like ah, oh, it's the only canned one. All okay, right. and what and are then, you drinking? Um, well, actually, number four is next, and that is. Kyle. Can I take a guess? What was it? Yeah, there you go. Strawberry milk tea. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the paper in my hand, but it's the Assam no, strawberry milk tea. Oh, no, yes. he just grew up on I, Guam, yeah. and his grandparents own a market that sell yeah. all of these every day, <laughs> all yes. day long. Am I right? I'm, and I'm a milk tea guy. You're a milk tea oh, guy. Oh, man. Yep. I, I kind of wanted to try that one, too. I like hot milk tea KHMG, better. KHMG oh, 88.1 FM. Harvest hey, guess what? <laughs> Our mission is to help people develop. That is one of those uh, automatic... Uh, 
Hey, guess what? We're almost at the top of the hour. Wow. I forgot to delete Actually, that one. Actually, in fact, we are at the top we of the hour. We are at the top of the hour. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian, what are you I'm drinking? Sorry, finally, me, question number five. Uh, lychee green tea. Oh, lychee's very tasty. That is really good. Well, guys, thanks for playing along. Appreciate the time, Kyle. Bitcoin. I learned something today. Appreciate yeah. that. And uh, Lindsay, thanks yeah. for coming up and uh, yeah, filling fun. in for your husband. <laughs> and uh, you learned something today. So now you're expert. You're the most expert person on Bitcoin in the oh, whole Harvest well, Christian Academy that. office. I'm still a little confused. Okay, so. it's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and Sebastian, thanks for pulling the uh, What's My Coffee segment together. And listeners, thanks for staying tuned. We're going to take a short break for the news. When we come back, a little more live till five, some Stranger Than Fiction talking about the news in the second hour and our topic summer travel so stick around you're listening to live till five on khmg 88.1 fm harvest family radio barragata guam be back in just a few moments more live till five it's our second hour of live till five friday may 26 405 p.m here at the khmg studios broadcasting high atop the campus of the recently vacated harvest ministries school has let out all the harvest christian academy teachers have breathed a collective sigh of relief we have kyle eckert remaining in studio with us for this next few minutes as we just talk a little bit about how the school year went Kyle has had a number of different jobs here at Harvest. PE teacher, coach. What else have they had you do around here? Uh, I was a maintenance worker. Oh, that's uh, right. I, that was my first job ever. Oh, boy. I spent my entire first paycheck on an Xbox. Wow. Nice. Wow. Totally that's, worth it. Yes, there you go. There you go. Um, now, Kyle, so you're wrapping up your time. How many years have you been working for Harvest full time? Eight years, I believe. It eight? was like seven and a half, eight. Okay. So, and uh, you're going to be launching out into some new adventures here. Mm-hmm. You become a Bitcoin miner? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. No, that, uh, that is not good for one person to try to do. So what what, what are your plans for this next year? Uh, my plans right now is uh, find a job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's plan number one. But I'm also looking at uh, possibly going back to school. Uh, oh, wow. Going to UOG, doing something like a master's program, maybe public administration or nice. like uh, uh, some sort of education. Okay, so. great, great. Well, it's, you know, you're at that right stage of life where you've had a couple years yeah. experience doing something and now you're kind of like, okay, I have some more, s- some more data to make decisions mm-hmm. off of and see what God leads you to do and stuff. So, yeah. but we'll still be seeing you around here too, oh, right? definitely. You're still yeah. going to always be a HCA Eagles fan. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I might become, like, if, if I stay on Guam for the rest of my life, I might be like that one fan that you see at all the Southern High games that's mm-hmm. always the loudest guy. Yes, you yes, know, yes. I, may, I might become that guy. Well, we have, uh, you know, we have your mom, who happens to be a super fan. <laughs> She's been publicly recognized for that. Oh, yeah. We have the Madrids, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Poncho and Ian. Uh, Poncho literally painted his face and wore a wig <laughs> to the volleyball championship, which was great. And so uh, maybe you can be—you can literally become Kyle the Eagle. Oh wow, that would be uh, cool. 
Well, hey, yeah, I mean, people won't see my face. And well, you know, especially if, if you don't find a job right away, you might be uh, looking for anything yeah. that pays. And so maybe we'll, you know, we'll get an eagle costume. What's we'll, we'll figure out your sizes after the show. <laughs> I'm still thinking what we need to do is have that eagle costume yep. and have him at the top of the climbing wall and oh, have him just kind of yes. like rappel down Absolutely. while flapping his wings. Absolutely. He could right? do like one of those fast rope rappels where he literally runs straight down towards the floor. Oh, man. That would, that would be... Brilliant. I, I still think we need the climbing wall open during during games. Our our I mean, our attendance at home games would shoot way up. Would, our it, it insurance premiums would also probably <laughs> uh, shoot way up. So, oh, all right. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about summertime because we are summer is now upon us somewhat, and uh, we're all going to have different things going on this summer. But Chris, what are you guys? What's your plans for summer? You guys are staying on island, right? We're staying on island. I'm taking a couple of weeks off the next two weeks, actually. So uh, people will be hearing some reruns of the live show in the afternoon, take note and, and um, uh, things like that. But uh, I think we're going to we, we visit a lot of places around Guam. And I was just talking to some people this afternoon about all the different places we go. We like to explore things. There's all manner of cool places to go. We were at a thousand steps a couple of weeks ago. I mean, we've been to all kinds of different places down south. Where we haven't gone is up north, so we're think of go- thinking of going to, like, Retidian, which we haven't been to, which we keep saying every weekend. Hey, we should go up there. We should go up there. And then we never do for some reason. Don't go Monday. It'll be closed. Yeah. Just so you know. No, okay. Yeah, I didn't I, know. I think it's closed every Monday now, and it's closed this Monday because it's Memorial Day. But apparently it's also, it's also there's like a wildlife area or something up mm-hmm. there, and you can yes. do hikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think we might do uh, some of that uh, in our two-week vacation. And, nice. And then, of course, we've got these hotel passes and stuff. We're going to do some of that as well. That's a lot of fun. So, yeah. Yeah, we call those staycations. You don't staycations, go in Staycations, Yeah. You know, yeah. you still, you still. I don't know really know why. Is there all automatically vacation now has come to mean trip? Yes, mm-hmm. I noticed this probably yeah. seven eight years ago that when they say vacation, they just mean trip. Yep, they don't mean days off. Yeah, so it's kind of the the definition right. has changed right. over the years. No, I I try and use it interchangeably for random things. Like uh, I had a vacation. Uh, today from uh, noon to one, which was lunch, <laughs> lunchtime. It's a very short vacation, you know. Right. Didn't I didn't go off island for it? But, I like I like. They say in uh, in Europe and the UK, they say you're going on holiday. Holiday. Uh, it's not a holiday either. It's just, like just holiday. You're going on holiday. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I feel like I'm doing. Going on holiday. Let's say Happy Christmas. Right. Yeah. Yes. They say a lot of funny things over there in Europe, <laughs> across the pond. Now um, it's not two ponds away, really, for us. If you go to America, yeah, two and then, ponds. Yeah, two ponds away. So, Sebastian, what's your summer shaping up to be? Summer is coming up here every day and making sure everyone's taken care of with the weather and verses. And so you're going to be here in the station while Chris is Oh, out yeah. I'll on be picking up holiday. slack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, you know, also, I'll have some, I'm also not going to be teaching, so I'll have some mm. creative time for creativity and, and come up with some, some program stuff, you know. Yeah, and, great. Um, Great. And then yeah. you're going to get on a very small plane and go to a very small place. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to Yap, and I'm looking forward to that. And then going from there to another little island of Yap, and then to another little island, mm-hmm. and then back to Yap. And then do some here. drone footage. Of- I want to get a drone, mm-hmm. and I want to get some awesome footage of the just People might know. Around. Is it Fice? Are you going to Fice? I'm going to Ulithi and Fice. Ulithi. Yep. Both yep. Ulithi and Fice. Oh, that's the yep. plan. You know, I'm not yep. going to. He needs to get... Uh, 
permission from the village chiefs to make sure you fly don't fly a drone over and then become a target yeah you know <laughs> people be <laughs> you know they've been waiting for you know uh just such a, such a beautiful bird to fly over so they could uh uh conquer it and it's your drone so yeah okay my mechanical bird yes all right and that's towards the end of the summer you're going out there yeah near the end of july so okay. a little bit all after right. my birthday okay all right great wow happy and birthday man. yeah boy that's yeah well, yeah that would right. be a great that'll be a great birthday trip kyle what are you doing this summer uh just probably gonna be i, I was i was thinking of helping out the camp uh, camp and stuff you know ken mm-hmm. ken oh yeah yeah he put out a good baby. announcement yeah. for that yeah, yeah. Very, very well placed. Right once all the people were in a emotional, yes. oh, yeah. vulnerable spot after testing. <laughs> Way to take advantage. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great time. So you know, Ken, Ken was one of those uh, staff members that really helped me out a lot because uh, you know one of my many jobs was actually also on the camp team, and uh, I kind of had a unique view of harvest. You know, I grew up. K3 all the way to 12th grade, worked maintenance, you know, worked as a teacher, worked on the camp team. And, you know, Ken, Ken does a great job with that, with oh, yeah. that camp team. Yeah, I think yeah. that's his kind of his passion is to be able to work with yeah. uh, that age group and get them assimilated into what's going on here. And the summertime really does change for those that are able to oh, stay yeah. around. Our, our summer mode is just totally different. I mean, mm-hmm. same mission, but different mode for sure yeah it's it's gonna be weird for me seeing this because you know i came out on the summer team last summer and then Mm -hmm. i just stayed here yeah and so it's gonna be it's gonna (laughs) be weird seeing like i don't have to do all the stuff they're doing yeah yeah it's weird you'll enjoy it you'll enjoy it so okay well uh, i'm gonna take a a couple minutes and ask you guys a few questions and then we'll take a break like i'll get out of here and stuff and but let me talk to you about hellos and goodbyes because i was thinking about this during our staff meeting today because we had a few tearful goodbyes with people who are going to be heading off finding uh other ministries get involved in, like Kyle, you know, going out, working somewhere else, uh, Kevin and Fuku moving away, different people like that. And so I was thinking about hellos and goodbyes. Summertime just seems to be that, it's that that uh, situation where you're saying goodbye to a number of people, but like we just had 15 college students come on camp on uh, island this week for some hellos. You have family come visit and stuff. So if I was to to ask you guys, what's what's your most common way? If you're saying hello to someone, besides saying hello, how do you say? How do you greet someone if you if you were going to say hello to them? Because we have a, a number of people that listen that you know English is not necessarily their first language. Hello is the obvious one, but what are some of the other ways? Half a day. Half a day. There you go. Okay. All right, Sebastian. What do you say if you're greeting someone? Um. Well, <laughs> I show them a funny picture. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, don't look at me. But check out this funny picture. And then, laugh, okay. and then boom. Yeah. Bridge, okay. L- okay. Comedy. All right. All right. Kyle, I've never you, seen it works. That. It works. Kyle, if you don't say half a day and you don't say hello, how else would you greet I actually, someone? Uh, I, I noticed this about myself. I hold up two fingers and my thumb and I say yo. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Like, yeah. Well, uh, that is very interesting. It's I kind of you know York. now that you just said that York. I noticed that about you. Now that you said, Yo. yeah, it's just a, just a simple greeting. Well, I came across this um, English culture tutorial website. And it's <laughs> Twenty one ways to say hello and goodbye 21. in American English. So here here they are. Uh, hey there, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Uh, good morning or good afternoon. How are you doing today? Hey. There she is, or hey, there he is. There she is, or there he is. <laughs> there he is. There hey goes. there. <laughs> How are things? Uh, good to see you. Great to see you. Nice to see you. 
what's happening or what's happening uh what how's it going uh good evening good evening uh let's see here see you uh let's see so those are those are the 21 ways to say say hello to greet someone and uh so how would you say goodbye to someone like what's your so if yo is your hello Mm -hmm. what's your goodbye shirato (laughs) yo is your shirato yes very i see what you did there. usually whenever i say bye i say shoot shoot that's the shoot kind of guam thing Mm -hmm. yep i hear i hear that a lot all right sebastian you show him another like a scary picture (laughs) okay no i just say see ya (laughs) See ya. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. I, Chris, I don't actually you? do this, but I've heard people say cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I uh, ref soccer with a guy. Uh, he He's from Guam, but he lived in uh, the UK for mm-hmm. 20 years. Yes. And uh, we ref soccer together, and he, I thought he was from the UK, but he just lived there long enough that he picked up a little bit of the accent, and he picked up little phrases like that. Cheers. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, well, here here are the most common ones according to this website, which is probably not the they made know, foremost they authority. Totally made yes, it's just an editorial. <laughs> see you later or see you later. See you soon. Take care. Take it easy. Gotta go. Take it easy. Uh, I say take it easy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to you soon. See you next time. Catch you later. That's like one of those ones where and you like do a little <laughs> little point in your thumbs up. Finger. Catch you later. Catch you later. <laughs> Catch you later. Have a uh, good one. Have that's the next oh, one on the list, Chris. That's what people say. Have, have a, a good, good one. one. <laughs> have a good one. It's like have a nice day, but that's, it's kind of those ambiguous. Two are the same people. Catch you later and have a good one. <laughs> have a good one. Same, same guys. Guy. You can you, you yeah. get out both fingers. You point them like guns. It's like, hey, see you later. <laughs> Catch you. Catch you. Catch you later. See you soon. See you soon, baboon. Whatever they say. <laughs> Uh, have a good one, okay? Um, and then there are many others, of course, that uh, people say. Well, the other thing is, adios. People add stuff to it, like this guy we used to we used to uh, that came to Maranatha, but he did he didn't work there, but he would like came to do certain tasks, and he would always say chief. chief. So he would he huh. would refer to you. Yes. Oh, oh. Yeah, how's it going today, chief? Yes. And mm-hmm. you think to yourself, why is this guy referring to everyone as chief? Yes, yes. What is the deal on that? Uh, we have yeah. one of our coworkers who works in the IT department. He had a younger brother, Shane, who would call everyone boss. Boss. Yes, yes. Boss. boss. Remember, he'd call yeah. you boss all the time. My wife's grandfather would call me Hoss. Hoss. This, yes. is, this is pre-Google days, so I couldn't Google. It was like, the, you know, there was no Google at that. Uh, Google you was were a, named Google Bonanza, was a number. Though. Yes, I was. That's true. Ooh. So Hoss Cartwright, of course, yes. was this big dude. Oh, yeah. And then, um, so Hoss. Grandpa Curtis called me Hoss, and, you know, Google was a number back then, right? It wasn't sure. a, a place you look for information. So I had to ask my wife's grandmother, what is Hoss? And she goes, well, she is from Alabama. She's like, I believe it comes from the word horse. And <laughs> oh he's, he thinks you're a big boy, so he calls you Hoss. And that's Hoss is short nah. for horse. It's like a, a slang for horse. I'm like, oh, I think I would have rather not known that he was calling me a horse. <laughs> I was called Hoss, too. Yeah. The, other one, the other one I don't understand is uh, when somebody says, how are we doing? And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know how you're doing. <laughs> why, so me? why is this we? Yeah, yeah. Well, how, how are we doing? I know yes. what I'm about. I don't know. How are we doing? <laughs> yes, that, right. That sounds almost like he's about to give you a job. Yes, like, that's right. Yeah. How are we doing? And you, if you say fine, they'll be like, oh, well, you must need work to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. The, the other ones, oh, I'm swamped. And then they leave you alone. Some people greet you also with that. things like this. Like if they walk into the office, they'll say, 
Are you working hard? Are you hardly working? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like after, after they do that 738 times, yes. yep. like it's supposed to yep. still be funny. Yes. That's yes. one of the things that literally was funny the first time. Yes. You know, but every other time <laughs> yes. I'm just like, I, I already heard that one. So. Yes. Yes. That we, we have heard working hard or hardly working, work harder, not smarter. <laughs> or work smarter, smarter not, not harder, <laughs> and and other phrases like that that just kind of like they're little. I, I got all kinds of these, but uh, uh, an assistant principal I used to have in, in my Christian school would always say, "Hey gang, mm-hmm. hey gang." Was it mm. Scooby Doo? No, <laughs> no, no. That was what he was known for. He'd say those men like he would kids. Walk, he would walk in and you'd say, "You'd say welcome to the show," and he would say, "Hey gang, hey gang." Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. always yeah. Heidi ho neighbor yeah <laughs> uh, there there are a lot of those that um, I guess we all have our own mm. unique greeting and uh, also our own unique like benediction of mm. saying goodbye to people and it's very influenced by cultural things that impact us and happen to us so you know if you if you're around people from the south a lot you might find yourself saying howdy y'all things like mm. that I'm around Lana from Harvest House, and all of a sudden I start saying y'all, and oh. I don't even like saying y'all, but I just can't help myself when I'm around her. I just say y'all at least one time during the conversation, and I feel like I fit in the crowd. So, so there's some cultural pressure that comes with uh, some of these phrases. Yeah, some of that stuff. Yeah, we just don't we just don't even notice. When I was in in college at Northland, uh, after a few years, I called. I called back. Well, I mean, I called within those few years. I called back home, and my mom just said, "You sound white." Yes. <laughs> like, yes. What does that even mean? Yep. You, you betcha. And the yeah. first day I was there at Northland, someone said, "You have an accent." Yes. And first thing I thought was, "You have an accent." That's right. <laughs> no, I, no. I had just moved from San Antonio, Texas, <laughs> and moved to Northland. Got a job bagging groceries two weeks later, in Iron Mountain, Michigan, and um, uh. At the the grocery store, one of the employees said, you have the most Southern accent I've ever heard. (laughs) And I had two thoughts. Number one, no, I don't. Number two, (laughs) you've not met too many people. Because my my Missouri accent that maybe is temporarily Mm. shaped by being around Southern folks, this lady asked me to beg her groceries, beg them, B-E-G, beg the groceries. It's like... Uh no I don't I don't beg I do bag them but that's not a southern thing that's just a a way that most Americans speak so anyway hey that's how we say hello and goodbye I'm gonna say adios to Sebastian and Kyle guys thanks a lot for coming on the show today thank you 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 added flavor to the show Kyle I really appreciate it <laughs> and right. we're gonna get your dad on here one of these days oh. as well too I know he'd love that so Sebastian thanks for going and fetching the drinks y'all of course I appreciate that. And I'm going to share my tarot drink with someone here pretty soon. I'm going to see if my wife likes it as much as I do. So thanks a lot. And Chris, you going to stick around for the news? Yep. Excellent. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more Live Till 5, some Stranger Than Fiction, the news, and some more information on our topic of the day. Stick around for more Live Till 5 after this.
Welcome back to Lamore Live till 5. It's Friday, May 26, 428 p.m. here in the studios of Harvest Family Radio. If you're listening to the live broadcast, it's 428 p.m. If you're listening to the podcast or the rebroadcast, it could be any time. Possibly noon to 2 on Saturday or 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night when we rebroadcast all two hours of the show on 88.1 FM. You can listen then. Go to khmg.org if you want to download the podcast. We love having people interact with us through the internet. Also through our Facebook page. Harvest Family Radio has a Facebook page. Just look up Harvest Family Radio. We'll pop right up there, especially if you type in Guam behind that. Like us and follow us and leave us some comments. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know what you like about the radio station. Not just this show, but many of the things we do here. We love to hear feedback from you, especially on the things that we produce locally. We love getting feedback and ideas from our listeners. Now, I've got Chris Harper, station manager and all-around good guy, going to share the news with us. Well, we're going to start off with some kind of scary news from close to home. Troops backed by attack helicopters battled dozens of militants linked to the Islamic State group. They were holed up in a besieged city in the southern Philippines on Thursday after attempts to secure volatile areas met heavy resistance. The Army sent about 100 soldiers, including U.S.-trained special forces, to retake buildings and streets in mainly the Muslim city of Marawi City, which is held by militants now. They have pledged allegiance to the Islamic State. Thousands fled as rebels seized large parts of the city and torched buildings in running battles with government forces that erupted on Tuesday afternoon after a failed raid by security forces on one of the group's hideouts. The Philippine president imposed martial law on Mindanao, the country's second largest island, to prevent the spread of extremism after rebels rampaged through the city of about 200,000 people. At least 21 people have been killed since that time. Religious leaders have also accused the rebels of using Christians taken hostage during the fighting as human shields. Hmm. I'm not sure if everyone was really aware of that story. It was, I, I no, just saw the bigger it the story I heard was the, the president of the Philippines declared martial law and um, because of smokers or something i thought i had heard earlier this week that he made some random some really extreme statement about catching smokers and punishing people that smoke cigarettes that was like on monday i think i think he this, makes those kind of statements yeah, pretty regularly yeah, yeah. but yeah. and then i did hear about martial law but it really didn't click with me that the the backstory so it's because in mindanao you have rebels who align themselves with the islamic state right so ISIS. this yeah and we yeah. i know that we you go all the way back to the famous missionary story from about 15, 20 years ago, well, f- less than 15 years ago, uh, Mark and Gracia Burnham were in right. the Mindanao area when they were captured, and Mark was eventually killed as a missionary uh, there right. by Islamic rebels. Yeah, and it, it, the, the point was to stop the spread of Islam uh, through a radical Islam. I, I'm not sure if he says it that way, but uh, throughout the island there, so... Uh, One of the top stories from SRNnews.com, which this was the first hour I saw this one, and I'm not sure if it's been on throughout the day or not, but apparently President Donald Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, a senior White House advisor, is now under scrutiny from the FBI in the Russia probe. Both the Washington Post and NBC, NBC News have now reported this. Kushner is being investigated because of meetings in December 
and other possible interactions with the Russian ambassador and a banker from Moscow, Kushner is the only current White House official known to be considered a key person in the probe. The S&P 500, a little positive news from uh, economics, the S&P 500 and NASDAQ hit record closing highs on Thursday with a market propped up by gains in consumer discretionary spending after strong reports from Best Buy and other retailers. This is a really important economic indicator, discretionary spending. So the discretionary index gained 0.9%, while the S&P 500 retail index was up 1.6%, its best day since December 7th. So I just thought that was interesting, some positive news. We haven't actually heard that very often for a while. Uh, When President President Obama, President Trump, was inaugurated, there was some highs in the stock market, but consumer confidence has continued to be slightly lower. So just thought that was good news. Some news related to one of our topics of the day. I was just mentioning this to Kyle earlier. Uh, Kick Interactive, which created a chat platform called Kick, said on Thursday it was launching a cryptocurrency, which we just talked about earlier, or a token called KIN. And that would enable customers to use a whole range of digital services. Kick is a free chat and messaging application founded in 2009 and built for teenagers with about 300 million registered users. I had no idea it was that big, actually. I had heard about it for years, but I I didn't know it was that big. The Kick founder says that Kick would be the first social media app to create its own currency for future sale to the public. The KIN token will be used to facilitate all kinds of services initially within the KIC platform and then eventually expand to other digital services as well. So it sounds like I, that was one of the main stories in the science news on srnnews.com. So I just thought that was interesting on the day we chose to focus on uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency. Yeah, very interesting. Thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate it. Yep. You have a great weekend. And uh, listeners... Yeah. You can come up here and visit Chris if you ever want to. He really likes chocolate chip cookies, by the Not way. Not the next two weeks, though. Not the next two weeks because he's taking time off. You can visit Sebastian, who also likes chocolate chip cookies. And uh, they're open during business hours. Monday is a holiday, so they're not going to be in here very much on Monday. But uh, Chris can be taking some time off. And so uh, we don't expect you to drag yourself in here, Chris, during vacation just to be on the show. We, we, no, we'll I didn't plan to. I yeah, didn't plan yeah, to be okay. here. And I'm, uh, I'm having some... Uh, other guys, Sebastian and Ray's, help us out with getting the show Excellent. on the podcast because we do the podcast right after sure. the show gets done. Yes, right. It's usually about like seven o'clock because that's yep. how long it takes me to get it done. But uh, so Sebastian and uh, Ray's will faithfully execute the podcast editing and posting duties all right. for all of our faithful podcast downloaders. Yes, excellent. Great. Yep. Maybe we'll get Ray's. We'll, we will uh, coerce Ray's into coming in and being on the show. Ray's should be on the show. Ray's okay. is a is a great, great guy. I don't think people have actually heard from Ray's, but no. Ray's works behind the scenes on all our websites and everything. And uh, he's a very interesting guy and very smart guy and a very humble guy, actually, mm-hmm. too. I'm sure he wouldn't try to reveal his intelligence and his uh, uh, interestingness on the air. But you could pull it out of him. I'm yeah, sure. I, 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 yeah, I would draw it. I would literally exactly draw it right. out of him. I would, I would, it, it, like, like a syringe taking a, a sample of blood. 
I would draw the character out of Ray's on the air for all our <laughs> listeners to hear. Right. That's what I just mean. He's a very humble guy. So yes. he would probably say, oh, Absolutely. I've got nothing to say at all. But he does. And he is bro-in-law to, to Kyle Eckert, who was just here, by the way. He is. His wife is an Eckert. So, yeah, it's keep it in the family. It increases our listenership every time we do that, too, by the way. So, excellent. <laughs> Chris, thanks a lot for the news. And uh, for all you do, I hope you enjoy your two weeks off. I won't bother Thank you. Thank you. I promise. I won't bother you. It's all right. All right. Okay. And <laughs> listeners, stick around. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, a little more live till five, including a couple of Stranger Than Fiction stories and some information about summer travel, and then talk a little bit about Memorial Day at the end of the show. So we'll take a very short break, come back for more live till five after this. With a little more live till 5, 4.39 p.m. on this Friday, May 26th. Hope you're in a good mood. It's Friday afternoon. It's a great time. Into the school year. Excited to finish out this last 20 minutes of live till 5. Again, if you ever missed the show, noon to 2 Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night. Podcast available through khmg.org. Go there. Check us out. This Week in History. Since Lawrence Dangas, our resident history professor, was not able to be here today. These things happened this week in history. 1787, the Constitutional Convention took place in Philadelphia. The purpose of the convention was to create a constitution that could unite the states, speak to the needs of the people, and provide protection for the liberties and freedoms of the colonists that they had just won. There were 55 delegates from 12 states. Now, these facts, by the way, are provided by Bob the Librarian. Thank you very much, Bob. 1889, Russian-born engineer and inventor Igor Sikorsky, born in Kiev, Russia. You know what Sikorsky is famous for? Well, helicopter. The Sikorsky helicopter is still the name of a helicopter company today. 1925, John T. Ralston convened a special grand jury to hear the Scopes case which dealt with the teaching of the theory of evolution. He opened the proceedings by reading the first chapter of Genesis from the Bible and then a passage on evolution from the textbook teacher John Scopes used. After a short deliberation, the grand jury indicted Scopes for violating the Butler Act by teaching evolution. Jesse Owens, 1935, broke three world records on this day, competing at the Big Ten Championship. Owens then attended the Ohio State University. He broke the world record for the 220-yard dash, 220-yard hurdles, and the long jump. He also tied the world record in time for the 100-yard dash on the same day. His May 25th performance is considered to be one of the finest by college athlete ever. 1961, this week in history, President John F. Kennedy addressed a joint session of Congress in regards to the space race and the need for the United States to land a man on the moon. And finally, 1965, this week in history, Muhammad Ali defended his heavyweight title against Sonny Liston, whom he had taken the title from a year earlier. The knockout that ended the fight is one of the most disputed knockouts. The fight was also one of the shortest championship fights on record. So Muhammad Ali knocked out Sonny Liston for a second time this week in history. Now, something interesting. Listener-provided content. 
SR provided this. Uh, I won't say her name, but she is one of the two people that talked about their vivid dreams, lucid continuing dreams, on our show a couple weeks ago. But she sent me an article about Crayola and their new blue crayon. Have you heard about this? It's going to replace a very ugly color in the 24-count Crayola coloring kit, the 24-count box of Crayola the art supply company on Friday, this is a couple weeks ago, uh, one week, two weeks ago, gave fans the first look at the new and yet-to-be-named crayon, which will officially be part of the pack later this year or early next year, and replaces that ugly color. It's mustard yellow. It's been around for 30 years, and it's called Dandelion. Yes. Um, now, they all taste the same, but that one is definitely uglier. The color blue has come out on top is the fans' favorite color in previous polls and surveys. So, because it's all about kids, they want to go with what's their favorite. Crayola said the new crown, which slightly resembles the cerulean color, was inspired by the accidental discovery of the blue-hued pigment by chemists at Oregon State University in 2009. The vibrant color is known as Y, like yellow, M-I-N, indigo, M-N, which I'm not quite sure what that is, maybe mint, and then blue. It's Y-I-N-M-N, blue. But Crayola is seeking the public's help, crafting its name for the new crayon. Those in North America can submit suggestions on Crayola's website here until June 2nd. So you have a couple days. But I tried to do this today, and it doesn't even allow you to select it. It can tell where you're, where you're logging in from. And if you're not in North America, you're not allowed to participate. Or else they'd have probably way, way too many people from all around the world submitting. Crayola crayons have been around for years, but most of you may not know that when they came out in 1903... There were only a few basic colors. Today, there are hundreds of different colors. You can actually look up, as I have in front of me, on my sheet here, the Crayola color chart. 1903 to 2010, 120 crayon names with hex and RGB numbers. Now, at the far end of one spectrum is the, of course, you have black. But then you have mahogany, fuzzy wuzzy brown, chestnut, red orange, sunset orange, bittersweet melon, outrageous orange, vivid tangerine. And then it starts going down into the peach colors, tumbleweed tan, macaroni and cheese, apricot, shadow, banana mania, sun glow, goldenrod, that dandelion colors in there. Then you get kind of towards the middle of the color wheel, screaming green, electric lime, fern, forest green, shamrock, tropical rainforest, Pine green, robin egg blue, aquamarine, and then it kind of goes down a little bit. Pacific blue, cerulean, as we mentioned earlier. Periwinkle. I learned what periwinkle was from Crayola crayon, by the way. It's kind of the color of the sky when it has a little bit of a purplish blue tint. Wisteria violet, of course, vivid violet. Fuchsia, shocking pink. Plum, hot magenta, purple pizzazz. Some more interesting ones here. Red violet, eggplant. Wild strawberry, magenta, cotton candy, carnation pink, razzmatazz, piggy pink, jazzberry, jam, blush, tickle me pink, pink sherbet, maroon, radical red, marvelous, like mauve and marvelous, marvelous. That's pretty creative. Brick red, white, timber wolf, silver gray, silver gray, and of course black, as I mentioned at the beginning. Those are just some of those colors. And if you're listening to the podcast in the U.S. in North America, you can log in and come up with a name and vote, but I'm not sure if you're going to be able to do it from here on Guam. If I'm wrong, 
you can send me a note on our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam, and let us know that you can log in and submit a name. And I hope someone from here does and wins the whole thing. That would be pretty cool. And then just let us know that you heard about it here. That would be extra, extra cool. So we're going to talk about summer travels here. And as you get ready to go somewhere, if you live on an island like this, you're going to pack a suitcase. And, you know, people use suitcases primarily for traveling and for having their valuables and their clothing and things like that with them as they travel. But probably the largest of suitcases and the the biggest development of suitcases began with what would be called the uh, steamer trunk. It was a humble suitcase, but it was larger. It was a stateroom or a steamer trunk. They're all different kinds. And it has similar proportions to what a modern suitcase has, but just maybe a little bit bigger. And uh, remember in, this is an article from smithsonian.com from May 9th, 2014, but it starts off with, when Phileas Fogg decided to circle the globe and around the world in 80 days, the 1873 novel by Jules Verne, he doesn't take a suitcase. He said, we'll have no trunks to Passport 2, only a carpet bag with two shirts, three pairs of stockings for me, and the same for you. We'll buy our clothes along the way. At this time, the suitcase we know, at the, at the time, the suitcase as we know it today hardly existed. In Vern's day, proper travel required a hefty trunk built of wood, leather, and often heavy iron base. The best trunks were waterproofed with canvas or tree sap, as steamships were uh, regaining were the reigning mode of travel. Without this protection, the suitcase would uh, uh, I'm sorry. Without this protection, the suitcase in the hold of the heaving, leaking ship would probably have been wet within a few hours and crushed by sliding trunks within a few more. When the suitcase finally did catch on at the end of the 19th century, it was quite literally a case for suits. A typical suitcase came equipped with inner sleeves for storing shirts, sometimes a little hat box inside. But even in the early 20th century, the dress suitcase was only one of countless styles of containers that travelers could buy. From steamer trunks to club bags to ever-ready portable wardrobes, these were boom times for the baggage business. And this is a great little article in smithsonian.com, the history of the humble suitcase. I encourage you to look it up. But at the forefront of luggage design was none other than fashion designer, 1821 to 1892, Louis Vuitton, French entrepreneur and designer whose name became iconic in the fashion world. Here's just a basic overview of his biography.com. When Napoleon assumed the title of emperor, of the French in 1852, his wife hired Louis Vuitton as her personal box maker and packer. This provided a gateway for Vuitton to a class of elite and royal clientele who would seek his services for the duration of his life and far beyond as the Louis Vuitton brand would grow into the world-renowned luxury leather and lifestyle brand it is today. Now, of course, when he started working as a successful box maker and packer, uh, even as a teenager in 19th century Europe, um, that kind of helped him develop a reputation. Then, of course, he ended up working his way all the way up to the highest class and uh, right there in Paris. And then he designed, I had read a, a little summary of the Louis Vuitton company. He designed a case that you could travel with 
and he used a special kind of canvas and resin to make it waterproof, but make it lighter weight by using this canvas cook cover instead of the heavy metal leather uh, combination that many of the cases had. And then because his design was so innovative with the canvas and the resin, he had to customize it so it could not be copied. So he came up with the little logo, the LV logo that we see on Louis Vuitton handbags and things like that now. That was his way of protecting his intellectual property. So very interesting there. And I have an article here on uh, how to choose the right cruise ship, some of the factors you're going to choose if you're going to go on a cruise. How many of you have been on a cruise before? Destination, of course, is one of the most important things. Family-friendly cruises. Atmosphere. The food, of course. The price is very important as well. These are all things, if you're going to go on a cruise, you want to make sure you choose the right cruise ship. You don't want to end up on a cruise for senior citizens when you have a bunch of little kids, and you don't want to go on a cruise for little kids if you're senior citizens. So I was thinking about what are the biggest cruise ships in the world, because there are some huge cruise ships out there. Well, they are mega ships, of course. They're like floating cities and skyscrapers almost. Some of them are as big as a skyscraper laying on its side. Number one, largest cruise ship in the world, Harmony of the Seas by the Royal Caribbean, built in 2016. It is 226,000 tons. It is 1,188 feet long, and its beam is 215 feet. The Allure of the Seas, also owned by the Royal Caribbean, is just just about 1,000 uh, tons smaller and about one foot shorter, but it's almost exactly the same size ship. And then the same size ship as that identical one, Oasis of the Seas, also Royal Caribbean. They have some of the biggest, uh, Quantum of the Seas, Anthem of the Seas, Ovation of the Seas. These are all some of the biggest steam- cruise ships. They're not steamships anymore. Norwegian Cruise Lines has a really big one, over 1,000 feet long, called the Norwegian Escape. But uh, it seems like Royal Caribbean owns the market on the largest of all the cruise ships. Now, travel... Uh, during the summertime is a big deal. And next week, I'm going to have some stats for you and also want to talk about some other things that happen in the summertime. Weddings are also a huge deal. So make sure you tune back in next week. We're going to talk about some of the statistics of what a wedding actually costs. You're not going to believe it. It's probably more than you could imagine. And it makes me break into a cold sweat having young adult children who will potentially get married one of these days and uh, uh, going to have to pay for that. So be very interesting to see how that goes. So I'm going to take a short break. When I come back after this very short break, we're going to wrap up with a little talk about Memorial Day. So stick around. This is Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. We'll be right back after this. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me while I'm on this old tedious journey. I want Jesus to walk with me. Take Welcome back to the last few minutes of Live Till Five. 
It's been great today, episode 217 on this Friday, May 26th. Let's talk about Memorial Day briefly here. You know, it's always celebrated on the last Monday in May in the United States. Several towns claim to be the originators of Memorial Day, but in 1966, Congress declared Waterloo, New York to be the birthplace of the holiday. Memorial Day originally honored military personnel who died in the Civil War, 1861-65. Holiday now honors those who died in any war while serving with the United States. It's also called Decoration Day. And uh, when you look at how many United States military veterans have died, not the Civil War, approximately 620,000 Americans die. More in the Union than in the Confederacy. World War I, 116,000 Americans died, half from disease, but almost two and a half times that many. World War II, 405,000, Korean War, 36,000, Vietnam conflict, 58,000, Desert Storm, 383, and that includes Desert Shield, Iraqi Freedom, 4,421, New Dawn, 73, Enduring Freedom, 2,350, Freedom Sentinel, 22, have died since April 2017. And Operation Inerrant Resolve, 39 have died since April of 2017. And as we look at the passing of those men and women who have sacrificed so much to protect freedoms, not only of the United States, but all around the world, we remember the poem by Lieutenant Colonel John McRae. This is the most famous war memorial poem of all time. It's called In Flanders Fields. In Flanders' fields the poppies blow between the crosses, row on row, that mark our place, and in the sky the larks still bravely singing fly scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead. Short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up your quarrel with the foe to you. From falling hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high if you break faith with us who die. We shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders' fields. Composed on the battlefront on May 3rd, 1915, during the Second Battle of Ypres, Belgium, by Lieutenant Colonel John McRae. World War I War Memorial Poem. Maybe you've heard it in Flanders' fields. You know, it's a great time this weekend to thank a veteran for their sacrifices And if you have someone in your family or someone you know that made the ultimate sacrifice and gave their life for this country, it's a great time to memorialize them and uh, show some gratitude. Maybe swing by Assen Memorial Park and see all the flags that are going to be put on display by the Sea Cadets this weekend. Maybe attend a a special service that, that has to do with Memorial Day or Decoration Day. And uh, I know at Harvest Baptist Church this weekend, we're going to be recognizing Memorial Day as an observance and be thanking our men and women in military uniform, past and present, that uh, have served and have sacrificed to protect our freedoms. And that's about it for this Live Till Five. We're going to take the rest of this weekend to think about Memorial Day. Hope that you had a great show. We sure did. Two hours live local talk and variety lots of guests today thank you to all of them this episode 217 broadcasting on may 26 live from 3 to 5 p.m rebroadcast saturday noon to 2 on the 27th and sunday night 7 to 9 p.m on may 28th podcast available through khmg.org you're listening to live till 5 
right here on 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, KHMG, Barragata, Guam. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Have a great weekend.